Welcome back. Jim Leach in for Greg Bishop this morning. Last week, the Sangamon Mass Transit District unveiled uh, a detailed plan to transition its fleet to uh, predominantly zero emissions vehicles and to have uh, low emissions vehicles as uh, the, the bulk uh, of, of the, the rest of, of what they operate to provide mass transit services. It is a long-range plan to position the agency for the future. It has its challenges, and there's a lot of detail to it. So we wanted to bring Steve Scheffel on. He is the managing director of the Sangamon Mass Transit District. To talk about it in more detail, Steve, good morning. Thank you for taking the time. Welcome to the show. Morning. Thanks for having me, Jim. All right. Well, first of all, explain why SMTD took on this task of uh, crafting a plan to transition in the direction of zero emissions. Why, uh, why are you moving this way? Well, the predominant reason is that the federal government, the FTA, when we, re- we apply for buses uh, to replace our existing fleet, uh, now requires us to have a zero emissions transition plan. So um, sooner or later, it was going to be uh, required of us, and, and that time has come. So we're, as we apply for our next round of buses, um, it's something that we needed to do. Um, it's something we've been thinking about for some time anyway, but uh, the requirement by the feds is what what uh, drove us to to go this formal step. Now, as I read the plan, it's not uh, necessarily to put us to entirely zero emissions, but uh, if this is if you're able to carry this out the way you're looking at, at least more than half of the fleet would be zero emissions, the rest low emissions. Uh, so, what's the what's the ultimate goal here, and in what time frame? Well, it's sort of a two to three step. Uh, plan. Uh, the initial step would be to phase out our existing diesel diesel fueled buses, uh, which makes up about 60% of our fleet, uh, and turn those into uh, diesel electric hybrid buses. So we'd still be running on diesel fuel, uh, but we'd be running through more efficient vehicles that pr- produce fewer uh, fewer emissions. So that would be the first step, and that would happen in about the first 10 years. So by uh, 10 years from now, our fleet would be 100% what's known as low emissions. Uh, Then uh, at some point starting about seven years from now, five to seven years from now, we're hoping to start transitioning some some of those hybrid buses over to hydrogen fuel cell buses. So uh, there's still a lot to be decided uh, between hydrogen fuel cell, battery electric, or any other new alternative fuel that comes available in that time. Uh, But we're looking at uh, hydrogen fuel right now as a, a potential good fit for us. What's uh, the upside and what's the potential downside of moving to a technology like that, hydrogen fuel cell buses? Do these buses, can you have the same size bus, the same capacity? Uh, can, can they run the same number of, of miles that uh, you can currently operate a, a diesel-fueled bus on? How, how does it work compared to the fleet you have today? Well, your your question just uh, nailed a couple of the biggest uh, factors in hydrogen fuel. The, the long, the range of the buses allows us to, to do what we call a one-for-one swap. So we could swap out a hydrogen fuel cell bus with a diesel bus on any of our routes and still run the same service. Uh, battery electric buses right now don't have quite the range, um, so we would have to have more buses to run the same service. So that's one factor. Um, there's also some concern about uh, battery electric buses uh, running and also being charged and stored in the climate that we have here with extreme heat and extreme cold. So uh, that tends to be harder on those buses. So that's a, another factor. 
Now, technology could change over the course of the 25 years that we're we're implementing this plan, and we'll keep track of, of what's going on with the technology and see how that works. But but the the range of the vehicles and the climate are, are two of the biggest factors. We're talking with Steve Scheffel, Managing Director of the Sangamon Mass Tran- Transit District, about their plan to transition toward zero emissions buses in the future. Uh, and help me out understanding the technology a little bit, uh, hi- hydrogen fuel cell buses versus battery electric. Are these both essentially plug-in to charge? How do the hydrogen fuel cell vehicles work to maintain power? And, uh, you know, how often do you have to recharge them and so on? The hydrogen fuel buses uh, charge very similarly to our current CNG buses. So there's a there's a a fuel pump uh, outside, just like uh, our CNG station, um, and the buses come up and can fuel in as few as I think 10 minutes. Uh, uh, battery electric buses you can do fast charging, which takes uh, I believe like a half an hour, or you can do overnight charging, which takes several hours. And the uh, Obviously, 10 minutes to several hours is a is a big factor for us. Um, and then also, you have uh, with the hydrogen fuel cell, the the plant that produces that fuel uh, uses water to produce the fuel. So the uh, potential of what's going on over in uh, Champaign right now, where they're where they're producing their own hydrogen, and they're eventually going to power that hydrogen fuel cell plant with solar panels is attractive to us because it doesn't draw uh, at the point when they're powered by solar, it doesn't draw from the electric power grid locally. So they're self-sustaining and, uh, and not drawing on the community. And so just to, to kind of give you an idea how much power it takes to run a fleet, one of the, the industry uh, milestones that I heard not too long ago was that it takes roughly the same amount of power to fuel a 100 bus fleet, um, with electric charging stations as it would draw uh, a hospital would draw from the local power grid. So, you know, it's a significant amount of power that, that we're taking from, uh, from the local power grid. So with all of the questions going on right now with the transition of CWLP to something different, um, there are a lot of things that, that, that make hydrogen attractive to us. Yeah, that was another one of my questions, because I know you laid this out in this uh, report, uh, and we'll talk more about uh, where people can, can see that in just a moment here. But, that yeah, the, certainly uh, the availability of electricity and the concerns about the reliability of the grid in the coming years has to be a factor here. Uh, the report also references facilities in terms of, you know, an actual place to, to store the buses. You mentioned climate is one issue. Are, are there safety concerns with storing and using the, the hydrogen for for these fuel cells, does that pose any particular challenges? Um, there are, but uh, again, it's very similar to what we already do with CNG. So you have to have some environmental sensors and some gas detection equipment that we actually already have that may have to be uh, updated some for hydrogen. But because we're, we've been running on CNG for the last 25-plus uh, years, uh, we feel pretty confident that we can handle those types of uh, requirements. And does does this all work with your current routes uh, and the ability to essentially provide the same level of service you're providing right now? And as we move into the uh, to the new transportation hub downtown, uh, does it all fact you know are you able to to make all the logistics work uh, with all of that? Yes, and we, and we believe that with you know these diesel electric hybrids, there's not really going to be uh, any kind of a uh, of a change that the public will see. I mean the uh, that transition will be fairly seamless. Um, 
and hydrogen fuel cell buses are attractive to us because we can run the same service with those that we're running right now. Uh, if we did decide to go to battery electric buses, we would have to do some pretty substantial uh, changes to how we run our service, not necessarily the routes, um, but it would take more buses. We'd have to be switching out buses uh, more frequently, and it would be a little bit more uh, uh, of a significant logistics change for us um, behind the scenes. So uh, we're trying to, to do what we can to make that transition as smooth as we can. And right now, hydrogen looks pretty good. I know you have to change out buses periodically anyway, just because you put a lot of miles on them, a lot of wear and tear, and they just simply have to be replaced. Uh, but this sounds like it is not inexpensive technology. What are you looking at in terms of the cost, and what's that going to mean for the SMTD budget, for fares, for uh, you know all of the uh, costs that taxpayers uh, bear for this in the years to come? Well, the, uh, the cost of buses obviously goes up every year, no matter what you buy, but um, the cost of zero emissions uh, buses in particular right now are nearly twice what it costs to buy a a current diesel bus. So that's a substantial change when you're talking about um, a fleet of 56, eventually going to be 60 buses turning over. uh, Each of those buses turns over about every 12 years. So uh, that's the frequency we're looking at replacing them. So we're not only looking at uh, the cost of what it costs to, to do this transition right now, but what it costs to keep the transition going over the next 25 years. And, and it's going to be roughly double uh, what we spend right now. Um, that's a challenge. It's not impossible. Uh, it's not something that can't be done because the federal government has just uh, passed some substantial infrastructure funding and substantial transit funding uh, to do just that. So um, a lot of the funding for, the, for these projects will be from the federal government uh, we've received some funding from the state as well, um, but the you know the the long term plan is that this is going to be coming and eventually anyway, and so we want to be at the front end of it, not scrambling to keep up uh, when it's all required of us. So, what are the next steps? How quickly do we start to see some of these diesel electric uh, hybrid buses uh, on the streets of Springfield, and uh, and a final decision on battery electric versus hydrogen fuel cell? How quickly does this all move? Well, we're hoping that we will see some diesel electric hybrid buses within the next year. Uh, we've already got a contract out to to get our first four of those. It's just been a, a supply issue uh, trying to get those to us. Um, generally, it takes about 18 months to get uh, a bus from the time we order it to the time it comes to us from the factory. So this is a, a long-term process. But as I said, we'll go from uh, from diesel to fully diesel-electric hybrid uh, in about 10 years. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some hydrogen fuel cell buses in five to seven years. Um, and that, that's probably optimistic. Uh, five five years would be optimistic. But um, then by the, the end of that 25-year period, hopefully, we'll be... Uh, substantially zero emissions and then the rest CNG. This uh, zero emissions uh, transition plan, it is detailed and really interesting reading. Steve, is it available for the public uh, to, to review, go online and see? It is. It's uh, There's a story about it on our website, smtd.org, and you just click on the, the plan and uh, read it for themselves. And we'll uh, try to get that posted on our website as well uh, through a link there so people can go uh, find it also. But again, you can go check out smtd.org. Steve Scheffel, Managing Director of the Sangamon Mass Transit District. Thanks very much for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Anytime, Jim. Thank you.